Do you have an idea for a podcast, but you don't know where to start? Maybe you're overwhelmed by all the tech or you're convinced nobody will actually listen to you. Well, I'm Shauna Game. After nine and a half years as a professional podcaster, at this show, everyone's talking money. And 25 million downloads later, let me tell you the secret to a profitable podcast. It is building a solid foundation, your podcast roadmap before you launch. That's why I created the Podcaster Class, a fast-paced group cohort podcasting for profit eight-week style NBA program. The Podcaster Class is immersive, comprehensive, and insanely motivational. If you want to create a podcast, DIYing a launch is just not the way to go. In the Podcaster Class, you'll get the tools, tips, and strategies to create a podcast that resonates with listeners and one you can be proud of. Get this. 90% of podcasters never make it to episode three. That's 2.8 million podcasters who just quit. So to be a top podcaster, you only need to publish 21 episodes, but you got to make them good. So in the podcaster class, I'm taking the mystery out of how to create, launch, and profit from your podcast so you can create a top 1% podcast just like this one. The May cohort is now open for enrollment. Classes start May 22nd. There are only 15 spots open. You are going to learn podcasting with me and 14 other amazing people. You can learn all the details at thepodcasterclass.com. Use code podcast when you sign up for $100 off. That's thepodcasterclass.com. When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. It's why you listen to this podcast. When I'm looking to upgrade my wallet, I turn to NerdWallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. Before NerdWallet, I was paying for vacations all wrong. (laughs) I was missing out on miles. I didn't even know I was leaving on the table. Now I've got a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? I don't know, maybe that fancy hotel upgrade that you have always been dreaming about. Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. I'm Shauna Compton-Game. This is Millennial Money, and today is Lifestyle Thursday. Lifestyle Thursday, we're going to feature all sorts of people who are doing really cool things. We've got musicians, we've got Michelin star chefs, we've got entrepreneurs, we've got just about everybody who is doing something cool and awesome that I think you guys should know about. So today we are talking to Grammy-nominated singer-songwriter Sarah Kelly, and I hope you enjoy this one. If you've not heard Sarah Kelly's music before, you're definitely going to want to download it, get it on your iPod ASAP. So I hope you enjoy the first of our Lifestyle Thursdays. Singer-songwriter Sarah Kelly has toured the world, twice nominated for a Grammy, and worked with the likes of Slash from Guns N' Roses. While Sarah is still making new music and touring, today her big passion is helping the next generation of singer-songwriters with her Sarah Kelly Music School. 
located in Houston, where students actually work with Sarah and many other music industry insiders. Sarah gave us an inside look into her thriving music school and artists of the future. Uh, so you've been nominated for a couple Grammys yourself, toured all around the world. Uh, you have your own, uh, you know, singing career. You married a Swede. Uh, so, <laughs> so why the Sarah Kelly Music School, and how did that all come about? It's so. Um, uh, it's it's actually a really great story. Uh, back when I was uh, charting and and you know, touring, I did about 2000 gigs in 10 years. Um, so, I mean, that's a lot of gigging. If you know anything about gigging, that means that I'm home two days a month, basically for 10 years of my life and gave the road all of that time. But even back then when I was like, uh, charting, I was all over radio. I was doing interviews every day, all day. Um, it's so fun because I looked up some old ones, some way, way back when I first started, um, uh, peeking out as a, you know, as a musician and as a singer songwriter in 2004, I found this interview, um, from way back then talking about, well, I'm going to go touring for a while cause I got a Grammy nomination and I can't believe it. I, I think 2005 was my first nomination and I must've just found out or something that I was nominated, uh, so, cause they were asking if I thought I'd win and I was like, no way. How do, I don't even know how I got on that thing. But it was like, um, in the interview it talks about, but someday I'm going to have a music school. That's where this is all headed someday. Um, I, I just want to have, I, I think at that point I said the largest chain of music schools, <laughs> which is so funny. Cause that's the dream has changed, uh, completely uh, since then. I think 2000 gigs have changed me, but, um, now I just want the best music school, not necessarily the biggest. So, um, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's always been a part of me. I started teaching when I was 17 years old and yes, I had a season where I didn't get to do that because I was just constantly on the road. But even when I was on the road, I remember, uh, after gigs, you know, kids or, or individuals would come up to me and want to show me a new song and I would sit down with them and like kind of help them with it. Uh, so it's always been my heart to teach not only music, but specifically songwriting. Um, because it, cause I know what an outlet it was for me in high school and that it would have been very hard to get through it. Um, junior high and high school and all the mean girls and everything that comes with it. So, uh, you know, just to have that outlet, I've always had that heart to make sure that everybody that I come in contact with has that outlet too. So, um, yeah. So what you, you, you took a while to become a singer and discover that you actually had a voice. Did you also teach at the time when you were like in high school and stuff? Actually, yes. I started teaching my first seven students. I charged, it's so funny because everything's seven, but it was $7 a lesson. I charge a lot more now, <laughs> but it was $7 a lesson, $35 a month. And I had seven students uh, when I was 17. How fun is that? So um, it grew. And by the time uh, I was 18, I had a hundred students. So apparently I wasn't bad at this. Um, and I had already taught at one of the more po- prominent um, piano stores. Now I was just teaching piano because like you said, I didn't sing yet. I didn't even know I could sing. So, um, I was just teaching piano, but I was also teaching songwriting on the piano, more like movie soundtrack music, you know, how to flow on the piano. Um, so I think that was what was making me stand out as an area music teacher in Rockford, Illinois at the time was that these kids were getting so creative and so good. And, it, and they were finding out you could 
I mean, songwriting is something you can actually teach. It's not, you're not born with the skill, you know, (laughs) like people think you're just born like a great songwriter and it takes, it takes years to become a great songwriter. So, um, but anyway, yeah, I think that that's where it all started was back in Rockford and way before I, uh, I had my own songs, but I was making other people sing them (laughs) at the time. (laughs) When did, when did you actually discover, uh, how old were you when you discovered that you could, you could actually sing? Well, um, actually it it was probably, uh, 20, 20 years old, 21. Um, when I started singing more regularly, uh, my, you know, so many of us start in church, you know, that's where you get thrown on stage because, because somebody's sick or, you know, they need volunteers and, and whatnot. So, um, but the college group at my church, uh, our, our pastor, like, pretty much threw me in the deep end because the worship leader was, um, you know, for whatever reason, I I don't remember if she was sick or if she was leaving or, you know, graduating or something that was going on and they needed someone. So, I mean, it was so funny because I would always make the students sing each songs and I wouldn't sing at first. And I was just hiding behind them playing the piano, you know, (laughs) and then soon uh, the pastor kept asking me, you know, you need to sing more. We, we need your presence up there. We need, you know, and then once I started singing more, he's, he kept encouraging me just like, Sarah, the air in the room changes when you start to sing. I don't know who told you you can't do this, but you're very good at this. Stop, you know, hiding. Uh, so, I mean, just his encouragement got me to sing more and more. And it wasn't a natural thing for me to, to like, be like, look at me and step in the spotlight. It was somebody who had to push me into that thing. I mean, I remember, um, he literally, uh, made me sing later as, as I got better and better and did it more and more. He had me sing at, um, a national worship leaders conference. And it was like my biggest crowd up till that point. And I was singing an original song, uh, a course, um, cause I like, I die on the hill of original songs. You know, I love the singer songwriter and, and that that's my thing. So, um, so I got up there and, but before I went on, I mean, I literally, uh, puked or tossed my cookies or whatever, (laughs) however you want to say it. It's so gross. Yeah. Right behind the church stage as I'm going on. So, I mean, that's how not natural, even in the worship setting where it's not about you, uh, and you don't have to be performing as much. Um, I mean, even then it was just, not necessarily that natural fit, like, uh, like teaching and like inspiring, uh, young, young people to write is a very natural thing for me to do. So, right. Uh, well now, and now it seems like you've gotten, you've come full circle now, uh, teaching these, these young students and stuff. It, it, It is so cool because, because I made it, because he made me do it. And then I made me do it. Um, uh, you know, just over and over. I always tell my students, you know, it takes about a hundred gigs of flailing, of being awful, of feeling like you failed human existence. <laughs> like you beat yourself up after it and you're like, why do I do this to myself? I'm awful. And and the funny, you're not, you're not awful, but you feel like you were awful. And if you can get through those first 100 gigs, I always tell them it gets really fun because all that nervous energy becomes a rocket fuel. And that's when I started actually rocking shows and it got really, really fun. But it was, it was kind of torture for the first 100 because it wasn't that natural uh, tendency in, in me uh, to just want to get up there and 
rocket. <laughs> right. So right. I, that was a learned skill for me. And, but it did get highly enjoyable. I mean, my favorite shows are playing in Sweden in front of a, a more rock crowd and it's just so fun. I mean, now it's now, now it's no problem, but it, it really was at first. So have you guys, you guys moved into your own space now for the music school? Yeah, we have. We, um, we've been alive at the music school for five years now and we had a little space uh, in like an old warehouse. It was really gross, so we moved it to our house. And the kids really liked that because it was more personal. And then they get to, you know, I, I'm, you know, one of the worship leaders at a huge church here. So I mean, they get to go to Sarah Kelly's house, you know, and, and hang out with with me and stuff. So that was really really fun. Um, uh, but the school just grew and grew and, um, and we had more and more college kids coming and staying with me. So, um, even when we doubled our size of our house, it still was crowded. And, um, so we basically, uh, you know, I mean, we have six kids living upstairs right now. I mean, just to let you know, I mean, so the school, it just kind of keeps getting pushed out. So, um, uh, so now we got a place at Market Street. It's called Market Street in the Woodlands. It's like one of the, it's so funny. If you know, you know me, Jeff, I'm like, I am not a fancy person. I'm like, <laughs> I lived in a van, you know, like for the beginning of my touring in, a, I mean, behind jars of clay's buses, you know, like literally just going on tour with them and opening and, you know, uh, you can't be super fancy and, and live on the road, you know, that those two things don't go together. But our school is actually like right next to like Kate Spade and like Tiffany's and like all the shishi stores. And it's so funny because it's like, Sarah Kelly Music School. <laughs> what? <laughs> you know? Right, so right. Fun. You know? <laughs> so, um, but it's a, a super uh, fancy and really super nice place. And we get to play at all their events. And, like, I mean, it's bringing a tremendous opportunity for the students to be seen and heard because there's like this, like, uh, Central Park area where they can go out and we can do shows, like, right in the middle of Market Street. And it's, it's so fun. It's fun. That's very cool. How many how many students do you guys have right now, and what do the students learn, and what kind of different classes do you offer? Yeah, we have 168 right now, um, which is crazy. Uh, we, we did have a lot more. We had 300 a couple of years ago, and then we downsized to 70 on purpose and just built it slow again. Um, it just got too big too fast. I'm a big advocate of slow growth and just making sure that I'm giving each student what they deserve when they walk in that door, which is my best. So, um, so we have grown back to 168. We're hanging tight right there. We're not accepting anymore. Like as far as there is a waiting list and people come and go, I mean, people graduate and go off to college and, and there, there is always, you know, we can find space if, if there's the right fit or stuff, but we're going to hang tight at that 168 for a little bit. And then we're planning on doing a little bit more growing in January. Hey, Shauna here. Don't forget you've got just a few more days to get your entry in for our amazing Niagara Falls Getaway Giveaway sponsored by JetBlue Airlines. It's a flight for two from LAX to Buffalo, a two-night stay at the awesome Hotel Giacomo. It includes a discovery pass for two so you can check out all of the fantastic Niagara Falls offerings as well as a wine and chocolate pairing for two at Black Willow Winery. So head on over to http colon backslash backslash bit.ly backslash Niagara giveaway. The contest will be up through November 8th at 9 p.m. Pacific time. 
So get your entry in, and I can't wait to see you in Niagara. Now, check out a few tunes from Sarah Kelly. kind of like crossover, you know, for a lot of these students between, you know, hobby and actual musician, like, what does it take these days to be, you know, a successful musician to earn a living and to really make this a career? I mean, I think guidance is, is part of it. Um, I always tell the students I made, I made a ton of mistakes, you know, like, so the best way to learn is from someone else's mistakes, you know, to have that guidance to say, Oh, don't do that. And <laughs> that's, that. that that's not going to work. I tried that, <laughs> right, right, <laughs> you know, exactly. um, for instance, like one of the, I mean, this just gives you an idea of, of what I'm talking about. A lot of these kids have these grandiose idea of starting a band because they want that camaraderie. They want, you know, there's a, there's a security in numbers and you feel better when it's not just you in front, you know? Um, but the thing is, is that there's a lot of liability that comes business wise that comes with a band. So I can kind of walk them through, maybe you just want to have a band name, and you want to own the name of the band, and then you can hire your musicians, and hopefully they stay great, and you stay great, and they stay forever. But if they don't, your band doesn't have to fold. Like what happened to Guns N' Roses, because Axel owns that or owned that name, I believe. So all of a sudden, the Velvet Revolver guys needed a band, and they had to start over, you know? So, I mean, that kind of advice... uh, you know, just trying to help them set it up right so it can succeed and not, you know, destined for business failure. So um, those kind of things uh, we can, I can really help them with and, and stuff. So I think that's important guidance. I think drive, drive is number one. Um, people would say talent, uh, but honestly, I just don't, they, I, it's not so important that somebody walks in to, to my lessons, um, great. Yeah. Uh, that doesn't really impress me. And I think that, that, that comes and goes, it's a dime a dozen, uh, talent right now. Um, uh, what really impresses me and what I can really work with is someone who's driven, who is willing to put the work in and, um, and, and, you know, the kind of person that when the door closes, they find the crack in the window next to it 
and we right. on through, you know, that's the person I'm looking to work with on that level. Um, cause that's what it takes. It takes the person that, you know, cause I mean, bottom line is moms are critical and dads are critical or, or, or cousins are critical. And if you can't get over just your own family being critical, how in the world are you going to get over management and, and booking? And, you know, it, it can't be that super soft soul that just cares what everybody thinks. It's got to be that one that's like, I'm going to do this and I might look stupid for a while, but I'm going to do it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because, because so, you know, Bob Dylan and Bruce Springsteen, they're not making American Idol or The Voice or anything like that, you know. But they they had, wouldn't. They had a, they had a it, drive it, in it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, in this day and age, it, I, I, this is why I'm doing this, Jeff, is, is I believe in the singer-songwriters, the, the modern-day prophets, if you will, the, the people with something to say. You know, um, and right now it's lost. It's gone. It's there is no platform zero for a singer songwriter. The Bob Dylans wouldn't make it today. Shh, shh, shh. They just wouldn't like um, uh, peek out today. Uh, I mean, a few. I mean, few of them are because the whole indie scene is getting bigger and bigger. But um, I, I love the fact that half of the nominations uh, for Grammys last year. Or, or I'm sorry, half of the Grammys went to independent artists. How awesome is that? I'm just so excited because that that say, says that something is changing. But there is, I mean, when literally I'm talking with my friends in the record industry that are like presidents and and head ARs, and they can't sign you if you don't come with a crowd of two hundred thousand right now. They can't. So basically, the singer songwriters with great music that are super talented, unless they win the Voice. And unless they win or American Idol or whatever is now, you know, um, unless they're winning these things and coming with a built-in crowd, basically singing karaoke, singing other people's music, um, they're they're not going to get signed right now. Do, do you see what I'm saying? Like there's no platform. There's yeah. no way to be heard yeah. as a singer-songwriter. So what we're trying to do is remedy that. We're trying to help these kids peek out. We're becoming like a, a – we always say we're not a school, like a building uh, we're a school, more like a group of artists that, that swim together, like a, like a school of fish. We, we got each other's back. We show up at each other's show. We're making sure each other's in the press. We're mentioning each other when we have it. So it's like we're dragging each other with us and becoming quite a force. Um, uh, so, I mean, that that's the plan. And it's slowly but surely working. Um, I mean, these kids, kids, when they sign up for career coaching, they have 17 gigs booked the minute they say yes. You know, so, I mean, they're, they're gaining crowds every night and they're sharing their crowd with each other's crowds and it's becoming quite, you know, um, quite a thing in this area. And I think soon, uh, hopefully we are, we're going to expand to like places like Nashville and LA and, um, and start to be a voice out there as well. And just inspire the singer songwriters that there is a way to be heard. And there is a group of people that care about your music, <laughs> you know? So, um, uh, so anyway, that, that's the aim here. That's the, the real thing is not to necessarily teach, uh, my real passion is not necessarily to teach a five-year-old. I love that. It's so much fun, you know, to, to play old McDonald or whatever. But, um, I think the end game for me is to see some of these singer songwriters, 
start to make it on the Grammy ballot like they are. And uh, like Leslie, who, you know, was just down here and lives upstairs and helps me teach and, and whatnot. I mean, she just played main stage on a festival that she met me at four years ago and waited in line for an autograph. And she just played that same festival stage. That's what I'm talking about. Helping them peek out, helping them get somewhere. Yeah, that's, so, um, that's awesome. So, you know, I know you talked about kind of like slow growth with the music school, but like, let's fast forward, like even just a year from now, what are, what are kind of your plans or your vision for the school? Well, the slams are awesome. Um, the seventh to 12th and the boot camps, which are my, um, teens, which is kind of my sweet spot. I, I love the teens and helping them, you know, get through, like I said, get through junior high I and mean, they have a lot to say, uh, and they're that songwriting turns into a great outlet for them. So those we are going to try to reproduce in two uh, or three. My my, I have some help with my publicist. Uh, their name is Merge, and they're out of Nashville, and they're fabulous, and they're trying. They want me to expand. A, she said, you have to come to Nashville because I want my kid there. <laughs> so I mean, that's so that's so sweet of her. But we are we are going to try to expand next year uh, slowly again. A program in Nashville and one program in, in LA, but just for those two things, not the songwriting or the career coaching, that's going to be here at the mothership, but basically another filtering system to find these kids that I'm going to, that I'm going to work with and help, help with their careers. So, um, and, and to, you know, give that gift of, of songwriting to people to, to help them. I mean, there's a, a lot of purpose in that too, for me to just help a kid get through high school. <laughs> so, I mean, giving them that way to do it through songwriting. So, uh, and then some of them will come on and, and record with us and we'll help on a deeper level. So, but we are going to, uh, next year, we're going to open up in a couple of different places and I'm scared to death, but it's, it's, I mean, our publicist is like, that's the next step. And we're, we're just kind of taking one step and letting I I don't know if you guys are familiar. I I grew up in church, as you guys know, and I was telling someone it feels like um, I feel like I, you know how the story of Moses and the Red Sea and he's walking through and mm-hmm. the children of Israel or whatever. I kind of feel like I'm in the middle of that right now. You don't really have to wonder where to walk. <laughs> right, you know, you're, right, you go right. either side. You're gonna you know run into some fish. So uh, you're gonna just keep walking forward and just try to enjoy the miracle that's kind of happening around you. Um, and put one foot in front of the other. And, and then every day is like a new surprise every day. I mean, this month alone, I mean, we had GMA, uh, gospel music association songwriter of the year was awarded to one of our students, the cantina songwriter of the year, which is another huge songwriter, uh, honor, uh, was awarded to Heidi Mays, who is one of our students. We had, I mean, Ryan Kennedy was the GMA one. Um, I mean, we have so many, uh, oh, Nomi, good night. Nomi uh, won something in Sweden, uh, this, uh, something I can't pronounce, of course, and um, <laughs> it's all over Swedish radio. So we have a Swedish pop star in the house now. And like, uh, I mean, it's just, it's starting to, it's it's getting really fun because it's starting to really work. <laughs> and we're starting to push onto some scenes that, that would be impossible as one person, but as a school, it's it's working. Right, right. So, so how many of the students have been signed to labels? We have one. Okay. okay. Um, one that has been signed. Keep in mind, we just started five years ago. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, these kids come to me when they're like, I don't know, eleven. 
So, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So she's like 16 now and she just signed, but I have a feeling that we will have a bunch more starting to sign, uh, deals. But again, labels are not signing anything. And Jeff, you know what? We really, we really are a label. We're not a label. We don't ever want them to sign anything. We don't want to own their music. I'm so idealistic, you know, mm -hmm. but, um, uh, but we function as a label. Uh, we're helping them get gigs. We're helping them get interviews. We're helping them. We, they, we have a publicist. They're on the Grammy ballots under our name, you know, meaning like uh, the school is submitting them. Um, you know what I'm as, a, as, I mean, that's what labels do. Uh, I mean, everything that I'm listing is what a label does. Um, so, um, we're kind of just, we're not a label. We wake up every day and we chant it to ourselves. We're not a label. We're not a label. We're not, we're not 911 either. Some of the parents are like, what do I do? <laughs> like, you know, it's like two in the morning. We're like, we're not 911. But, um, uh, but yeah, we are, um, just, uh, we're just a school, but we're actually more than a school and we are functioning in their life as, as a label until they get one. And some of them are going to figure out they don't need one. Um, that that's the beauty of this thing is that honestly, I mean, I've had friends super high up in that label world look at me and go, I, I want to sign a few of your students, mm -hmm. uh, but I would be signing them on a sinking ship. I mean, right. labels are dead. Right, right. Um, so I, I, I think we have to figure out a different way to do things. And I think the school is, is a big part of that. I think the way that we are running this could be, could be a little bit... Um, a little bit of the future of music here because we are figuring out a way to fund artists. Right. And that is what labels cannot figure out right now. How do they fund uh, artist development? They cannot sign anybody that they believe in that doesn't have a following of 200,000 because they need the money from the 200,000. So honestly, it's the slams, the little kid classes. I have Ryan Kennedy who just won gospel music association of the years, a big award this year coming and writing a song about a horse with a seven-year-old on Tuesday. And it's so awesome. And he doesn't mind doing it because it's that seven-year-old's money that's paying for his publicist that got him where he is. So it's kind of this really awesome mechanism of giving back, right. <laughs> you know, um, and funding their careers, a way to fund it. Right. Are you uh, working on any new music yourself? Um, yes, actually, this is kind of fun. I, I just decided this week to make an EP, um, uh, probably five or six songs, and I'm going to call it co-writes because everyone's like, when are you putting out your own music? Um, and it's so funny because I'm like, well, I'm pretty sure I wrote a thousand songs last year. I mean, it's like, not that I'm not writing, it's just on other people's projects because <laughs> I'm writing with these kids. I'm writing with these students. We had a thousand demos last year and 86 full production songs last year come out of the school. So I am definitely writing a lot. So I'm going to pick like my favorite songs that I've co-written with these kids and I'm going to deliver them in my way and, um, uh, and kind of present them in that way. And then hopefully if we do hit the road again, I'll take some of them with me and that way we can, you know, again, share the stage. So Right. Oh, that's, that's really cool. I like that. Isn't uh, that fun? <laughs> that's totally fun. I think you mentioned it the last time we spoke that that's what you wanted to do. So, yeah, I, I like that idea a lot. The co-writes. I mean, the, I hadn't really. And that's also, I mean, I'm trying. OK, I'm a, I have done a lot of Christian music, as you know. And some of the songs that I'm writing with, with, with that I'm writing with these kids are like super spicy. So <laughs> I'm just trying to find where that line is. I mean, they're writing to these 
bullies at their schools yeah. and are writing. Sure. I mean, there was four suicides in our area high school this wow. year. I mean, they're writing about serious things. Right. So I, I'm just deciding, trying to figure out where that line is, but it's also, it would be really fun to to wrap my voice around some of these songs I don't normally sing, you know, right, <laughs> it would right. be like kind of nice to get out some of my uh, junior high aggression as well. <laughs> <laughs> There's one, one song called long way down and you know, it's total mean girl song where, uh, one of my students walked in and this is one of them that's on the ballot ballot this year. But, um, she walked in 12 or 13, just bawling, uh, and told me the story of what these these girls put her through at the school and I got mad. And guess what happened? A really good song. <laughs> a really good song. So I think I have a few of these songs that I uh, are a little bit more rock and a little bit more spicy than, than people are used to from me. So it's going to be fun. I think I, I'm going to have a lot of fun with it. <laughs> so, uh, to wrap it up. So you said you have a waiting list, um, but if people want to check out the school, go to the school and possibly, you know, go to Nashville, where do they go to? Um, oh, well, uh, we aren't in Nashville. We're in Texas. Right. No, I know. I meant in, oh, the, fu- okay. in the future. <laughs> in the future in Nashville and L.A. and stuff like that. Exactly. Well, we are. I mean, there's a every day things are uh, growing. We are definitely starting more Skype lessons as well um, and doing like kind of long distance um, lessons with people. And then they come here and record once a year. So, I mean, there is a lot of different options uh, going on that we are growing and, and kind of developing certain programs. So it's not just for the people in the Woodlands, Texas, or the people that want to move here. So, um, yes, uh, com. Come and check it out. Also, a bunch of our students' uh, newer recordings are on there, so you can check out uh Pretty much every week, there's there's new music up, um, and and you know see what see what they're into, um, and then also uh, if you go to sweekman.com, s w e e k m a n dot com, that's my husband's production company and and mine. Uh, I produce the vocals, he does the music, and that's uh, a bunch of our students as well are up on there. Um, so uh, stay connected. Also like us on Facebook, uh, Sarah Kelly Music School. Um, and then also, of course, my own, my own music page, Sarah Kelly music. So, or I think it's just Sarah Kelly actually, but, uh, if they, if you would like that too, it would be nice. (laughs) 